Hello and welcome to For or Against. After a 12-year hiatus, the show you know and love is back, this time as a podcast. I'm your host, Mike McFadden. T-Box couldn't be with us today. For one, we didn't invite him, but also he writes and performs for Stephen Colbert in New York City, so we figured he probably had better things to do. Joining me today are Maybe Hip alumni, Patrick Lothian, Robbie Silver, and Mike Winan. Patrick, how you doing? I am doing well. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. <laughs> Good. I did not know you were just going to throw it to me. I was not prepared. <laughs> well, this is a podcast, so stay on your toes. <laughs> okay. Rob, Robbie, how are you doing? I'm good. It's funny. You mentioned that this is the show that everyone knows and loves, but I don't know who our audience is or who knows us or what's going on here. So uh, maybe this is more of an intro, but happy to be here. Great. My mom will listen if, if I tell her about it. Well, didn't Andrew have a friend named Gavin who liked our show? <laughs> Oh, yeah. All right, so, Gavin was our one super fan. We'll have to email Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Wynan, how are you doing? I'm quarantastic. Thank you, Mike. How are you? I'm very good. How long have you been prepping that one? Uh, a couple of years. I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> Finally, your moment has arrived. Um, so real quick, um, Wynan, I don't know if you ever appeared on camera or uh, outside of the blog. Am, am I, I don't think I that? did, no. Right, well, this is we're the first time you'll be hearing my voice. Well, we're still granting you alumni status. So uh, with that, uh, what I'd like to do is just sort of remind everybody what the format of this show is. Uh, so I thought we'd review how it works. And uh, Robbie, if you read the outline, you know this is your time to shine. Yeah, I'm so excited to tell everyone about this. So basically, the show is called For Against. Somebody throws out a topic, and then we all kind of discuss whether we are for or against that topic. So basically, it's like all other podcasts with four cisgendered white dudes making baseless proclamations based on nothing. But to be fair, you guys have done this since 2008, so there's got to be some kind of precedent there. <laughs> you are the first basic white guys to do this. <laughs> I don't know if we should have let wine in on the camera or on the, on the recording, <laughs> but, but uh, with that, I thought we would dive right in uh, since, you know, I was the on-screen talent for, uh, I think, what do we do? Like 52 episodes, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. All right. No, by the but, end, by the end, you guys were cranking out like five at a time. It was wild. Yeah. And then T-Bucks went to New York and started working for Stephen Colbert. There was a 10 year gap in between there, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's counting who's counting all right so the, the first topic for today um i want to set the stage i was walking uh my dog the other day and i saw this guy and at first glance i was like oh here's a guy on a bicycle but then i took a second glance and it was not a bicycle it was the elliptigo 3c which uh, <laughs> i sent the link to you guys hopefully you took a look at it um it is essentially an elliptical machine that is actually a mode of transportation. <laughs> I like that you know the model number. Like it's not just any elliptical; it's the elliptigo three C. They have they have three different models, and so I wanted to make sure that I was painting an accurate picture because <laughs> you might have felt like differently about one of the other models. Um, <laughs> Winan and Pat, did you guys have a chance to look at this online? Because you need to actually visualize. Yeah, that. yeah. I it's good that this, <laughs> it's good that we're doing this through a visual medium so that all the other uh, audio listeners can know what we're talking about. I gave a really we'll in the show notes. I gave a really accurate description. It's you an elliptical that you can actually ride as a mode of transit. Yeah, I mean, it looks like you are on an elliptical. It's kind of funky looking. Yeah, and the one that I shared the link with was the same color. So it was like the bright green one. <laughs> My. Yeah, that, that's that's the uh, limited edition model, I'm sure. <laughs> and so, 
for for all of our listeners, <laughs> the, the thing priced in at about like twenty one hundred dollars. Twenty three. Okay, so that's and that's the entry level model. I might. Oh add. my god. All right, so uh, Mike, why don't you start us off and you know share share your opinion of the Elliptico three C in electric. Uh, I, I think it comes as no surprise that I am against. <laughs> it, it looks like somebody brought their child's drawing into the office and the engineers got confused and actually tried to make the thing. <laughs> it's the bike for the man who no longer gets the thrill out of bespoke devil sticks or like, competitive slacklining. Oh, I, like <laughs> I, I, I had a wild array of reactions. My first gut reaction was exactly what Mike just said, that like, why? No, absolutely no. Why? But then I thought about it, and I, I think I'm actually for the Elliptigo. Well, the Elliptigo 3C, at least. Some <laughs> of us have some of us have bad knees. Some of us like the idea of being able to exercise out in open spaces. Uh, I think it's really interesting. At the same time, I looked at the video, and like every, there's, a video. there's a video. Oh, you didn't see the video? Oh, you got to see the video. They're riding in all the most beautiful places. It's like open endless road out in the mountains in the desert by the ocean and it's like who's gonna have an elliptigo and who's gonna be in those places and who's gonna have this big open road so maybe i'm saying i'm against it but maybe it just doesn't make any sense wait so you are you're for and against it are you for or against it in Colombia? i'm that's a good question so then you had the component of people staring at you and i'm against that right <laughs> You've always been very self-conscious. <laughs> Mike, how about you? So um, my initial reaction to this, um, you know, prompted me to say this would be a great for or against topic. Um, <laughs> and um, oftentimes when I have such a, vis a visceral reaction, um, I always have to ask whether or not I feel so strongly because I'm secretly jealous of the <laughs> individual who has a product. Um, but after further contemplation, I am against the Elliptigo 3C, though I must say I really, really want to ride one, but not for $2,300. Yeah. Can, can, yeah, that's $1,000 per ride because there's no way that anybody takes this thing up more than twice before abandoning it, breaking down in tears and questioning how their life has come this way. Very good point. Uh, Pat, Pat, what do you think? Um, I don't really understand any of the like, bike alternatives like the one where you lay down on your back or i've, I've like been against people... i've been against recumbent bicycles for decades so yeah. i agree with you there sorry and then there's even like the cross-country skiing things that you can do on the sidewalk i just don't i don't understand why you don't just ride a bike especially when it's that expensive so i am very against it I can and, tell you why, Pat. In the video, they say this burns 33% more calories than a bike, and it's only at 300% more times the price. <laughs> <laughs> now, Pat, I'm really glad that uh, you said that you're against um, most all forms of bike alternatives, because in a future episode, I've got something that might change your mind. Ooh. It's a cliffhanger. <laughs> all right, so I think that was four, four do again. We, do, we, do we wrap up that, like, did, it, did a four wind and an against wind? Does it not even matter? I don't think it mattered in the past. It would be surprising <laughs> to me if it would matter now. Do they have to stop making it now because we said we're against I, it? I, maybe. <laughs> certainly, certainly not going to help them. Um, okay, let's move along now. I think we've um, gone as far as we can with the elliptigo. Um, so the next topic is quarantine haircuts. 
for those of you that are watching in the future, uh, we are about six weeks, eight weeks into uh, a global pandemic. And uh, one of the things that are closed, Wait, are, <laughs> you didn't get that note. <laughs> well, I'll take your word for Fair it. Um, so, you know, barbers are closed. So I guess first off, I'd, I'd ask you guys, who here has uh, given or received a quarantine haircut? Let's start with Robbie. No, no, I'm going out natural, letting this baby grow to full, like, 70s uh rocker look you've rocked the long hair look before though haven't it's you? funny the last time i did was maybe hip in its early days about 12 years ago <laughs> so uh, we're bringing it back around rocking some strong flow yes i'm trying it's growing slowly but steadily right now okay very good um wine and have you given or received a quarantine haircut no, I have not. I'm against. Um, this is also the longest my hair has been since this show has existed. So I'm leaning into it. I'm going full man bun. Okay. And uh, Pat, do you have enough hair for this to be relevant to you? I, I don't know if I have to abstain because I've been giving myself a haircut since like two years after college when it started falling off. Okay. So, so your quarantine haircut is just a haircut. Yeah. Your haircut. It's the same as I've been working at home for like five years. So everybody's like, oh, I'm stuck. At, uh, that's just my life. So not that different for me. <laughs> You've been ahead of the curve. Like ben, exactly. what, like ben, what about you? So uh, so it sounds like, well, hold on. So Pat, does that mean that you're four? Uh, I am four because I get to see other people be really sad about their hair. And that <laughs> gives me joy. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, so I, um, I'm actually for the quarantine haircut because uh, it, I felt it gave me the excuse to try a haircut that I've been wanting to try for uh, probably three years, but felt it was too aggressive. And, uh, fin- finally went and gave it, gave it the go. And I'm glad I did it. No regrets. So for so what, what is this? Haircut? Haircut? Yeah, it's like. Uh, Sort of like a undercut, but you comb it all to one side. Oh, so yeah, it's like the Ronaldo. Uh, the Ronaldo, or like the uh, what's the like any hipster town? So yeah. you know. And then also, I, the class they, they give it to you when you enter Portland City. <laughs> they must check your ID, and if you don't have it there, they give you one immediately. Um, also, I, I for the first time attempted, and I think successfully, grew a beard. So that was yeah, it's looking nice. nice. Thank you very much. Oh, who else has a beard? Uh, I'm wine and beard. No, no beard for me. I did that. That those those days have passed. <laughs> Pat, you've had a beard for a while. Yeah, yeah. This literally has not changed your <laughs> life at all. I I'm living very similarly to how I was eight weeks ago. <laughs> Robbie, beard, no beard. No, no. I I know what my limits are, and I cannot grow a beard, so it's coming off uh, every few days. <laughs> have you tried before though? Not during quarantine, but in years I mean, past, it, it, okay. it, it gets patchy, it's gross. I can't even get a mustache at all. So no, it, it doesn't happen. How long, what's the longest that you've ever given it? Because mine took like five weeks before I was able to say this is a beard. Uh, probably close to a month, but you have to remember, it's not how long does my beard get as a whole. It's how long do the individual strands of hair get? Because they don't collectively form a beard. They just, in, it's like a thousand different hairs on my face that jut out on their own. And you, you just don't want that. All right. Well, I did do some research on this and I found that, uh, you know, trimming in uniformity and then also having clearly defined lines can help in that in-between phase. So, you know, something to try if we're in here for another five weeks. Cool. 
All right. What I'd like to do is move on to our next uh, topic, and that is the uh, new obsession of uh, Americans everywhere, uh, sourdough bread making. Mike Winan, let's start with you. I'm four. The starter yeast would be the only living thing I've seen since, other than my wife and my dog for about a month and a half. <laughs> so have you actually done the sourdough bread making? I have not. It's on the list. I have done the uh, the banana bread, okay. uh, and, and that turned out lovely. A um, little bit of dark chocolate in there and some vanilla extract. Man, it, it was it was some tasty stuff and, and helped with the uh, the weight gain that I've had <laughs> since quarantine started. Very is, good. Is sourdough bread difficult to make? I really don't know much about bread making in general. Mike, I'm going to guess that you probably have the most uh, domain knowledge in this area. So let's turn it over to you on this. In that I've read a couple of recipes. I don't think it's like particularly hard unless like you're trying to like some people like capture yeast directly from the air. And sometimes that works and sometimes that doesn't. Um, or you can buy yeast. But I hear there's like yeast like shortages across the country because everybody's got the same idea. Um but other than that, I think it's just sticking some goop into a pan and putting it in Yeah, I think oven. Mike's right that to get the starter going is technical. But once you have a starter, then like you skim a little bit off the top. And then I think there's people that have like hundreds years old like starters, mm -hmm. which yeah. sounds kind of gross to me. But yeah, it would be sort of cool to say that you had you know some lineage to your great, great, great grandfather's bread. <laughs> I saw an article that there's some small city that they have the same soup going for the last like 120 years, <laughs> which is real nasty. Yeah. I'd eat it. I mean, well, yeah. Given the opportunity to eat 120 year old soup, how could you pass that up? Um, so wine in your four, Robbie, where do you stand? Uh, I'm for being in a household where somebody's making sourdough bread. But I don't, you yourself don't want to. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll indulge, but I don't think I have any desire to make the bread myself. Okay. And Pat, where do you stand? I'm with Robbie on this one. I mean, there's so many things that you can like try to do or pick up right now that making bread is not high on my list. I am very against. <laughs> very. Like, very against. Aggressively against. Fair enough. Um, I don't know if you guys are fans of Tom Papa, the comedian. Yes or no? Yes. Yeah. So he, uh, prior to quarantine, um, has been an avid sourdough bread maker. And so I learned <laughs> about this and um, I'm, I like Tom Papa. He's not, you know, he's, I, I actually don't know if I could ever recite a single one of his jokes, but he seems like the type of guy that I'd love to like have a campfire with. Uh, he's an American humorist. Yes. <laughs> um, and so I don't. I think I'm I'm in favor of this whole sourdough bread making thing. I made my own almond milk yesterday, um, so I could definitely see sourdough bread making is not too far down the uh, the road from there. So what's... how do you do that? Basically, you uh, soak some almonds and uh, you know, like overnight, and then you put them in a food processor and grind them up, and then you add uh, four parts water to one part almond, and then you sort of put that in the food processor again, strain the pulp, and you're left with almond milk. Hmm. Was it any good? No, <laughs> not really. <laughs> I mean, it was almond milk. Like even the best <laughs> almond milk isn't good. <laughs> How are you guys all sourcing your ingredients these days? Is it going to the grocery store and loading up in a big, like one big pickup, or getting delivery, or how are you guys going about that? Patrick, um, <laughs> I uh, we did at the beginning. Um,
Now, I, I mean, we're in a small town comparative to other people. So I, I go to the grocery store with a mask every once in a while. Nothing special. We've been piggybacking off of other people's orders. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? Like, hey, you're going. Can you get us this? And then they do. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a small child at home. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. All right. I live in uh, Austin, Texas, which you think is a progressive and cautious town, but uh, the rest of Texas has decided that uh, they're bored of quarantine, <laughs> so all, everything's open. <laughs> and so you can just go to the store if you want, uh, but I try and go every, with a mask like every mm-hmm. All right, very good. All right, so that was our last uh, topic. And so what I think that uh, I'd like to do is just do a quick round robin where we talk about uh, what went well here and <laughs> what didn't go well, and then we'll, we'll close things out and have a, a word from our sponsor squarespace no, <laughs> so uh um patrick let's start with you what do you think went well today um in in our first uh podcast in our first podcast ever and first episode of for against in 12 years um well i don't like that it's been 12 years when you said that like every time i think about back during this time it always seems like oh that was just a couple of years ago but apparently that doesn't go on forever eventually it becomes 12 years uh, so that's sad. Uh, <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the things you guys said. I thought you were humorous. Uh, I, I feel a little rusty on this one. But you guys were top-notch. Good job. All right. Thank you very much, Pat. <laughs> what about you? Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed talking to my friends. Uh, I do think there needs, if you get outvoted, there need to be consequences. I like that. Add some stakes to the game. Think about that. And uh, Robbie, how about you? Yeah, I don't know how entertaining this was for anyone else, but I had fun. Gavin's going to love it. Gavin's going to really, really... (laughs) We love you, Gavin. He's going to demand for more, especially during quarantine. He's just going to be super fan again. But McFadden, you've done a nice job conducting. And yeah, I would do it again. So that was my question I wanted to ask is, do you, th- I feel like in this format, somebody needs to be the, uh, the, the driver of the train. Did that, did that work? Fine. <laughs> it could be yeah, you. And please, and thank you. Okay. Very good. <laughs> well, that pretty much uh, sums things up on this episode of for or against. If you're listening still, please make sure that you've subscribed and please do us a favor by writing a review on Apple podcasts. Our understanding is that that is somehow important. Well, <laughs> thanks again. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Ha <laughs> ha